Uh, thanks to KJ Wright breaking it down. That was fun. Good stuff, too. All right, so we go into hour number two. Not only is it a case whereby normally when Alvy's not here and James Kelly used to be here, it's kind of like, man, get that airplane up, dude. Get that airplane down. Do not take it into the side of the mountain. And, and don't overstep. And James Kelly would be like, dude, don't worry. And he wouldn't even try. Jack Savage, on the other hand, being the young buck that he is, is like, all right, what can I do here? What can I do? What can I do to make it better? I'm not afraid of that board. I'm not afraid of you, Rome. I'm not afraid of anything. I'm Jack Savage. If anybody should be afraid, it should be Alvin that he won't get his gig back. That when Alvin comes back, he and Jack would have traded spots. I don't know, Alvin. I got to be straight. You're a legend. You're an icon. And you are the very best. But, dude, it took you years. I mean, you didn't do the things that Savage is doing in one segment, it took you like 10 years to get to, Alvin. No offense. And Savage is doing it in his very first segment. Do the math on that. Jump out the pool on that. What I'm saying is, Alvin, as good as you are, as good as you are, Alvin, Savage could be you in three months. Dude, be, tread lightly. Be careful about all these unplanned days off. At Bengals Gal in Florida is in. She's on the X, and she says, Jim, all I have to say to the creep Watson and the Cleveland Browns ownership is, in all caps, karma, baby. Of course. Speak of the devil. James in Portland. Let me read this as it is written. Jimmy, my man. Deshaun Watson threw in the white towel, and when it hit the ground, it shattered. Signed, Alvin Sock. (laughs) As always, James, if you made the call and said it, it would work even better. But I'll take the written form as opposed to nothing at all. This guy's on it. Man, y'all are loving Savage. Max on the Peninsula writes, Time to tread lightly. One more crack from you on Jack Savage's ill-timed sound drops, and he's going to call in an asset dressed as a barista to make sure that tomorrow's Starbucks is your last Starbucks. That's good. How about this guy, Jake in Reno County? Jim, your guy Savage is killing it. Next man up. What's it like having confidence in your backup? He's no game manager. He's throwing the board all over the field. Every button pushed is a perfect time deep fade. He's not relying on the defense to bail him out. Jake in Reno County. Great take. He's throwing the board open, isn't he? He's throwing the board open. He's firing drops before the receiver even is clear. He's throwing the board open, and he's anticipation board throwing. He's board timing perfectly. It's a laser show up here on the board at 5D Mac. Hey, Rome, War Savage staying in the studio all night, labeling Alvy's board so he knows where the drops are. Good job, good effort. It's all good. So far, so good. 
Like I said, the written clones are way ahead of the calling clones. So go ahead and give us a call, 1-800-636-8686. Let me move on to the next topic. I've got to say, who knew that the NBA players would be so into the league's new in-season tournament? In fact, who knew that the NBA players would take it so seriously? Who knew that they would even know that they were playing in an in-season tournament? which is probably the reason for making the courts so hideous looking. So they would know. They would know that they're in the in-season tournament. You know, like, just look down at the abomination beneath your feet, and you'll always know when those tournament games are. Pretty good, Jack. But even if they knew, even if they did know, Who knew that they would care so much? Not me. But if this is what the in-season tournament produces, I'm here for it. I'm all about it. Count me in. Did you check out Fight Night in the association last night? Like, I had no idea that we would have dudes putting other dudes in arm bars and dragging them around the court in mid-November. Now I know why Commissioner Ears wanted this thing. Personally, I had no need for it. I didn't care. I had no interest. You know, just like you generally have no interest in the regular season, which is why they had it in the first place. But I didn't think it would make a difference. I had no need for it until last night. Until Draymond went Draymond. Full stop. Man, y'all hate Draymond, don't you? I can't believe the Draymond hate. Even now, like, I should know better. But the Draymond hate is incredible. You're acting like he killed somebody last night. Just know that I don't hate Draymond at all. I don't, I don't, like, you're all a bunch of Sharon, Sharon Moores. Like, like, crying and whining like somebody died. Hysterics. You're hysterical about Draymond. He didn't kill anybody, all right? Now, I'm not saying I condone everything Draymond's done. Far from it. But it has been a minute since we experienced the Draymond experience. And as always, the Draymond experience can make folks a little uncomfortable or, like a lot of you, a lot hysterical. Not me. I always think this dude's a little bit hilarious. Of course, I'm never on the receiving end of getting punched in the face or punched in the nad, or getting choked and dragged across the floor like Rudy Gobert. That's why I find him so amusing. But can we not all rush in to kill Dre and act like he killed somebody last night? He didn't. He was just doing his job. He was just reminding folks that he's still here and that he can still step his game up and he still has something left. Steph is out. The team is scuffling a little bit, so it was time to do what legends do. Step up. Take it to the next level. Expand your game. You know, like all the greats do. All the all-time greats will tell you, you have to take advantage of the offseason. It's not for rest and recovery. It's to go away, do the work in silence, improve your game, and bring back something new. Always bring back something new for the following year. That's what Draymond did. He came back this year with an expanded arsenal. Always expect the unexpected. Right. 
and always expect him to work on his game and come back with an expanded arsenal. Now, he does not just blast guys in the package. Now, he does not just punch dudes in the face. Now, he also drags opponents across the floor by the neck. He has added an arm bar. And if Rudy Gobert really has that big of an issue with it, never mind all of you crying like he killed somebody. He didn't. But if Rudy Gobert really has that big of an issue with it, Gobert should have just done what everybody who has ever been in the cage or on the mat has done. Tap. Just tap. Just tap. Draymond is way more reasonable than a lot of you make him out to be. You tap, he'll release you. You don't tap, then you're going to sleep. Again, you tap, he'll release. You don't tap, he will sleep you. How does Gobert not know that? And how does he also not know that if you even look at Clay or Steph the wrong way, much less touch them, much less put your hands on them, it's an automatic arm bar from Draymond at minimum. I guarantee the second he saw Gobert try to intervene and get at Clay, Draymond immediately was no longer running in an association game, but rather flashing back to those legendary runs at San Quentin that my guy Bob Myers orchestrated back in the day. Look, I'm not trying to make light of this. I am not trying to make light of this. Well, yes, I am. And nor am I saying that Draymond should not be suspended. He should, and he will, because he's a repeat, repeat, repeat offender. And we know how Commissioner Ears, Ears, Ears is about that. He's not about that life. He'll bring the hammer down. He'll bring his ears down. He'll do what he has to do. But Ears should have thought of that when he came up with this concept for a wacky in-season tournament with the even lamer floors that somebody was going to get choked. And if there was a future bet that I could have bet I would have put all my money on Draymond doing the choking. Like, you want to know why Steph and Clay are so loyal to this dude and the organization? That's why. You want to know why Draymond is still on that team? Why he's still on that team and Jordan Poole is now hoisting up bricks in the district? That's why. Because of everything he can do on both ends of the floor, his championship pedigree, And the fact that he will never, ever allow anybody to take any liberties with those Hall of Famers and legends that he runs with. To me, the shock is not that that happened. The shock is not that that happened. But the shock is that Chris Paul did not come flying in and start socking dudes in the junk. That would have been right on brand. Not only on brand but a great way to ingratiate himself with his new teammates. Listen, I understand that Gobert was probably just trying to play peacemaker. He probably was just trying to get his goofy, awkward self in between guys when he grabbed Clay. But, you know, whatever. 
you know, dude, lesson learned. Never grab Clay. Never touch Clay or Steph. At least not when Draymond is around. Stop acting like he killed somebody. Stop acting like that wasn't entertaining. Stop acting like he didn't add another tool to the tool belt. Whatever, Jack. <laughs> the, the sack punch. The face punch. And then the arm bar. Now, as wild as that incident was, it's not remotely surprising, right? This surprising incident actually happened in the Laker game when Anthony Street Clothes Davis actually physically shoved a dude and got a tech. Two-handed shove. Two-handed push. Who knew AD could get that fired up? Who knew AD could get that physical with somebody? You know, Laker fan was simultaneously shocked, hyped, and cringing all at once because Laker fan knows that if AD were on the other end of that shove, he'd not only be shut down for the rest of the year, he might be dead. So pretty cool to see all these dudes show up in the way they have for the in-season tournament. I'm here for it. If this is what we're going to get, I'm here for it. Even the Larden-led Clippers put in a decent effort last night against the defending champs in Denver. Notice I didn't say a winning effort. I said a decent effort. But hell, at least they tried. At least they competed. At least they nearly won. They nearly won for the first time with the fat suit in the lineup. They even had a shot to tie that game in the final 10 seconds. But then Paul George went full pandemic P. George Caldwell Pope is on him. Paul George, this could tie it. Oh, Reggie! Of all times to get it! (laughs) Not a Reggie, a wedgie. What a perfect spot for a wedgie. What an unbelievably Clippers spot for a wedgie. The wedgie dropped the Clippers to 0-6 since that trade. 0-5 with Larden actually on the floor. It's almost like this guy makes teams worse or something. I mean, basically, it's going about as well here in L.A. as everybody expected it not to go. Everybody except Larden. Remember two seconds ago when he was lecturing all of us that he was not a system player? He is a system. Remember that incredible line? Hey, man, I am not a system player. I am a system. And he said it with a straight face. This wasn't one of those, one of those great Harbaugh trolls. Like, we're America's team. He wasn't even saying it, like, to be funny. Or with his tongue firmly in his cheek. No, he meant it. I am a system. And you know what? He's actually right. That's the truest thing I've ever heard this guy say. He is a system. He's, he is a system, and he's always working that system to perfection. And it's exactly what's happening again with the Clippers. Here is the system. It's so simple. The system is ruin every team you join now. The system is make everything you turn or touch turn to crap. The system is essentially be the poop in the ice cream everywhere he goes. Am I right, Cal? I got you, Jack. 
then turn around and go ruin somebody else's team. That's the system. Force your way out, go to a team, make it worse, not have it be what you expected it to be, then force your way out again, and then go and do the same thing to another team. Rinse and repeat. Um, I don't think... When I'm in a leash, I'm not in just shooting the basketball every time. I'm in like... I'm a, I'm a, like I think the game, and I'm a creator on the court. You know what I mean? So if i got a, a, a voice to where I can... Hey, coach, I see this. You know, what you think about this? Then it's like, oh, okay. Like somebody that trusts me, that believes in me, that understands me, that I'm just not a, you know, I'm, a, I'm not a system player. I am a system. You know what I mean? The only part he left out, the part he forgot, and I'm not a system player. I am a system, and I have a fat suit, and I'm not afraid to wear it. I'm not a system player. I am a system. The fat suit is a part of the system. You may be your own system, but the fat suit's a part of the system. The fat suit's starting to look like the actual system. Dude, you're 0-5. At what point is this, quote, system going to kick in for the Clippers? I mean, then again, it is already kicking in, right? Of course. I'm not a system player. I am a system. You're running into perfection. 0-5 since arriving. So, the Clippers, you wanted this for some reason. You signed up for this for some reason. So, enjoy the system. Because the system is working perfectly. 0-5. I'm telling you that the hatred of Draymond runs deep. Deep. Hey, Jim. What the hell is wrong with Draymond? The dude is seriously unhinged. There is a difference between coming to the defense of your guy and putting someone in a sleeper hold. Every team is going to bait this dude and get him to react. I can see an extended suspension in his near future. Andy, Andy, you act like this is some rookie who's out of control. What do you mean every team is going to bait this dude and get him to react? He's been in the league like 20 years. This is nothing new. Well, actually, it is new. This is my whole point. He did what the all-time greats do. They go away. They go into the gym in the summertime. They lock the door. Nobody sees the work they're doing, and they come back with something new. They come back with a handle. They come back with a three-point shot. They come back with a little sky hook. They come back with some extended work on the block, whatever it is. They come back, and they can rebound. They come back, and they D up. They just come back with something different, something to add to their arsenal. This is what he did. He came back with an arm bar. And then you never know, right? You want to make sure it works in game situations. It did. (laughs) Hey, Romy, funny as hell. Dre's chokehold on Rudy was awesome. Did you see the trainers dabbing the rug burn on Rudy's neck afterwards? It was a tiny scrape, but Rudy needed some back dean. Man's game, Rudy. Rick and Chico. Rick gets it. Rick gets it. Hey, man, can you hit me with some more back dean, please? Dude, I mean, how long really did he choke him? It's not like Latrell Sprewell 
rolling up on PJ with both hands around his throat. I mean, come on. Otis Grimm writes, Warriors are the dirtiest team in the association. Kerr is the next Chuck Daly. I mean, dude, I don't know if you're trying to be funny or you actually meant that. The fact that I can't tell if you're being serious or being funny kind of makes the point. The, the Draymond haters and the hysterics, Rudy Gobert is not dead. Rudy Gobert is not going to miss any time. Rudy Gobert did not get carted off the field. Rudy Gobert did not even spend the night in the hospital. He's fine. I understand that he probably went in there as a peacemaker. But if you know anything about Draymond, if you put hands on any of his guys, Draymond is going to choke first and ask questions later. Can I make myself very clear about that? If you put hands on one of Draymond's Hall of Fame teammates, he will armbar first and ask questions later. How do you not know that? And you know what my favorite part of that is? You know what the score was when that went down? Zero, zero. Best part. Ken writes, Rome, Larden is a system, a solar system. That fat ass has his own gravitational pull. Hashtag fat. It is something else that they're 0-5 with this guy. Weren't they a contender before they got this guy? Was that the whole point? No way. It doesn't work. Yeah, I know. It's a small sample. An 0-5 sample. It better be a small sample. What if he decides that, hey, they're not fitting into my system? So I'm just going to eat more. Should be very interesting to see. All right, let's break. Still looking for a good phone call. Still not getting it. Hey, what? what are you bummed that I'm not talking about wakey, wakey? Is that what you want? Hey, clones, you know what I always say? If I always give you clones what you want, I myself will be a clone. I appreciate you clones. I prefer being the host. I do have a question for you, though. Why is Old Trapper beef jerky so absolutely amazing? Why don't we start with the fact that it is manufactured and distributed by a family business. A family business which stands by quality and just produces the world's best beef jerky. Period. Do not be fooled by other brands. All beef jerky is not the same. In fact, they're all pretty much different from Old Trapper. They're all similar to each other, if you ask me. But they're all different from Old Trapper. Old Trapper is better because Old Trapper is tender. It's never tough. They use only the best ingredients. From their lean strips of beef, which is seasoned with top-quality spices, to their real wood-fired smoke, Old Trapper delivers quality in every single bite. It comes in four mouth-watering flavors. And it is a cold beer's best friend. Grab and go with a four-ounce bag or load it up with an 18-ounce bag where there's enough for the entire team. If you do not see it, ask for Old Trapper by name because no other jerky compares Old Trapper with your beef. You're listening to The Jim Rome Show.
That was your one mistake of the morning, Jack. Everything else I, I can roll with. That was extremely hackish. Sorry, bro. Pick yourself up, man. Bounce back. This says Draymond is the guy. This is funny, actually. This submission is from Rich in H-Town. Draymond is the guy that everyone hates until he's on your team. Then you love him. Harden is the guy that everyone hates when he's on your team. Rich in H-Town wore David Goggins being an MMA trainer. This says, hey, Rome, Draymond Green is going psychotic. He's effing beating people up, and we need help. Signed, Rudy Gobert. Today, Jack. One, one thousand. To Mississippi. Signed, Jeremiah in Greenville. Geoff, you've had enough run today. Take the rest of the day off. You're not going to do any better. You had one good submission. Your your mama Cass submission's not going to get read. Go away, Geoff, for the rest of the day. Or just listen or just watch. But stop typing. Stop thumbing. Rome Slice, I choked first. And I asked questions later also regards Mama Cass. You see, Geoff, I did it. I read it. Not funny. You know why it's not funny, Geoff? Because one, you sent it. Two, I've seen that joke eight million times. And three, I find no humor in people dying. And fourth, as a bonus... I find no humor in people choking to death on a ham sandwich. Romeo. Yeah! I like this energy. Signed, Carl Anthony Towns watching Rudolph get choked out instead of helping him. V in the fee. War the Lakers winning the West. And War Jardians Larden for burying the Clippers. Jardians Larden. Yeah, I like this energy. And at Wapner at 11 writes, Hey, Romy, the Larden system not working is a huge surprise. Sign people who buy stereo systems off a guy in a van in a parking lot. See, the thing is, though, it is working. The system is working. It's not not working. They're not succeeding, but the system is working. They're not winning, but the system is working. That's part of the system. I go to a team. The team doesn't win. It's largely my fault, and then I force my way off that team. So the system is working. They're just not winning. The system is working perfectly. Don't confuse these two things. All right, still ahead. I, I know what you want me to talk about. You want me to talk about Oge going viral. You want me to talk about Oge getting nice. You want me to talk about Oge getting down. You want me to talk about Oge getting with co-eds. Because 
Oge is still out there. Man, this guy's something else, isn't he? He's not going away. Pretty clearly, he's not going away. Anybody else gets away with murder, wouldn't you lay low? Wouldn't you be like, man, I could be spending the rest of my life in the scariest place ever, but I'm not. I can effectively do almost anything I want. I got away with murder. No, check that, double murder. But that's not what he's doing. And I'm still not talking about it. Let's see what I do want to talk about. Texas A&M. I think now I know why so many coaches are so quick to deny interest in that job. It's not the job they thought it was. That I'm willing to get into. Also, Tulane head football coach Willie Fritz is coming up. It's a hump day, so I'm looking for an ATP. Also, we have a Jim Rome podcast that we're going to push out. After the program, Michael Brockers joins us. Totally into that. Is C-Town, where are you? Are you in shock? Are you despondent? Are you angry? Why am I getting nothing from you, C-Town? Deshaun Watson out for the rest of the year. Right when you look like a bona fide contender in the AFC or maybe even better than that. The defense is amazing. Your offensive line is great. Deshaun Watson finally started to look like Deshaun Watson. Busted wing out for the year. Where are you? What's your reaction to that? I did the entire open on that, C-Town. I know I don't care about that more than you care about that. So where are you? Call me up. 1-800-636-8686. Live from Southern California. This is the Jim Rome Show on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back. I'm Jim Rome. All right, so we are halfway through it. I've got Willie Fritz, the head football coach at Tulane, coming up at the top of the hour. So why don't we talk a little college football right now? So yesterday I talked about the pot of gold on the other side of the rainbow. You know, the rainbow that ended in College Station, Texas. You know, that pot of gold that Jimbo emptied. He robbed them blind. Now, what I did not do yesterday was give Jimbo nearly enough credit because what he did was pull off one of the all-time heists. And again, I don't even mean in college football history or even sports history. I mean heist history. Remember the Lufthansa heist? One of the biggest and most famous robberies ever in this country. You know, the one from Goodfellas. Yeah, that was for 5.875 mil. In total. I mean, I don't know what that would be in 2023 dollars, but Jimbo, it wouldn't be this. Jimbo just ran off with 76.1 mil. As an example, by comparison, for context, the largest cash robbery 
ever on U.S. soil happened here in downtown Los Angeles, and that was for 18.9 mil. Largest cash robbery in this country's history, 18.9. Meanwhile, Jimbo is going to get paid out 19.2 mil in the next 60 days. So let's just go ahead and give him the record. Now that is the largest cash robbery ever on U.S. soil. But forget real-life historic heists. Even fictional heists can't believe what this dude just pulled off. Never mind Tom Cruise being impressed while dangling from the vent on a fishing wire. Jimbo makes the Ocean's Eleven crew look like they knocked off a convenience store for scratchers. That Ocean crew only made off with around 15 mil each. And they had to figure out a way to rob the Bellagio, the Mirage, and the MGM Grand all at the same time. And for what? 15 mil each. This guy's going to get over 19 mil in the next couple of months for going to bed and waking up. All this guy had to do was a really mediocre job coaching the Aggies and essentially coach the Aggies with a ski mask and a Glock. Hey, A&M, you got got. You got got, it happens. Just ask Terry Benedict. And believe me, he's way smarter than you. Happens to us all. But here's what you can't do now that you got got. You can't get all tight with your pot of gold now. Not after you just paid out some dude 76.1 mil just to go away. Not after you paid a coach the better part of a quarter of a mil to not spend one more minute in your building. It's like they were just chucking bags at this guy on the way out the door. Like, get out of here, man. Get out of here. And throwing hefty bags of hundos. Chucking gold bricks at him as they told him, hit the bricks, pal. Get the hell out of here. Here's the problem. Here's where the take is updated. You can't do that. And also, by the way, wave around one of those giant checks. Did you see them over the weekend? Flaunting and flossing that $160 million check made out to the athletic department at halftime last Saturday. You know, one of those larger-than-life checks. $160 mil. And they're just out front and center. Look at us. Look at the commitment. Look at the dough. Look how bleeping rich we are. Oh, we get it. We get it. So now that you've done that, what you can't do is say the next coach is not going to get that pot of gold. But that's exactly what the AD, Russ Bjork, tried to sell ESPN yesterday. We want an incentive-based contract. I think the great thing in the future on incentive-based is you'll have a 12-team playoff. So you make the playoff, it's one tier. You advance to the uh, semifinals, it's another tier. So I think that type of environment actually gives us a a great window to structure the right kind of a competitive uh, contract. We're already hearing from lots of people that would not be on the radar that would be interested in in Texas A&M. Come on with that, man. What do you mean you're hearing from a lot of people that ordinarily would not be interested in Texas A&M? Name one. Before you came with that incentive-based contract, there is nobody anywhere 
who would not have been interested in A&M given the amount of money you were paying guys. So what do you mean by that? Now is not the time to go all money ball with it. Oh, we're going to be incentive-based. We're going to be incentive-based because there's going to be a bigger playoff. Therefore, there will be more people interested. Who are you trying to sell? Who are you trying to convince with that? I mean, come on, man. Nobody worth it is going to be interested in signing up for that. Nobody is leaving their full guarantee for a prove-it deal in Nick Saban's division. Come on with that. That is laughable. And so is saying we're hearing from a bunch of people that ordinarily wouldn't be interested. We're already hearing from lots of people that would not be on the radar. That Who would, would not be, be on the radar? In, uh, Maybe a few in guys Texas in the NFL. Man. Who would not be on the radar for a $76 million buyout? Bill Belichick? Even he would probably take that job at this point. Short of Don Shula's all-time coaching record, I bet you could hire Bill Belichick. I bet that if Bill Belichick went in there and said, uh, hey, uh, hey, Russ. Your name's Russ. Russ? Russ. Anyway, Bjork, listen to me. I, I, you can have me. You know who the hell I am? I'm Bill Belichick. You, maybe you've heard of me. I will sign a contract right now in the middle of this season in the NFL if you give me the same exact deal that you gave Jimbo. Done. Hey, Bill, that's actually uh, pretty interesting. What about Don Shula? Bleep Don Shula. Give me my 76 mil buyout. I mean, come on, man. Who is giving up guaranteed money for incentive-based contracts? Yeah, I know why you want to. <laughs> you just got jammed so hard. But I thought it didn't matter. I mean, I thought you had that much money. I mean, I just saw a check on the sideline for 160 mil. No wonder dudes like Dan Lanning and Dion are falling all over themselves to say, not interested. We're good. We love it here. Yeah, now I know why. I mean, I, I believe them. I believe that Dion does love it there. I believe Dan Lanning does love it there. And I believe that they love it there even more now that they know that AM is offering an incentive-based deal. Come on, man. They must have gotten early word on this incentive-based nonsense. Hey, Aggies, since when are you going money ball? Since when are you being responsible with the money? Since when are you going cheap on us? That's kind of the beauty of you. You've never really won anything, but you've been more committed than anybody. You people are made of money. It does grow on trees there. There's no expense that will be spared. And now you're going to be responsible. Now you're going to be responsible after paying a guy 76 mil to go away. Like, I literally cannot get my head around that. What you're, How much must they hate that guy? You're telling me that it would be more painful to have him in the building to try to earn that money than it would be to tell him to hit the bricks and do nothing to earn that money. That tells me two things. A, you hate his guts. B, you have absolutely no hope that he can get a turnaround. Or C, maybe, maybe you hate him and you're afraid he's going to win a couple of games and then you can't fire him. And that's a problem because you hate him. 
Either way, I, I can't believe that you're paying a guy that much money to go away and not work, but you don't want to pay somebody a lot of money to actually work and win games. Make that make sense? It's incredible. And again, that buyout is just to make the guy go away. Now you have to hire somebody. And you're not going to get anybody who matters on the cheap. You know what it is? You get what you pay for. You get what you pay for, always. And then sometimes you don't. Jimbo, for instance. So now what? Have fun with that. That's very, very alarming. If you're a head coach thinking like, hey, man, I'm going to jam them up. Look what Jimbo, look how Jimbo did them. They don't care. They're made of money. They print it. Apparently, they're not, or they'd have you believe they're not. Savage, stop yelling, dude. It's, it's bleeding. It's bleeding. Yeah, I know it is, dude. I don't have the copy. I know what the sponsor is. Anyway, I'm just talking Jack Savage through it. Jack Savage, I'm gonna, here's a little inside baseball for you. Hey, dude. Hey, 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 Jim. Discover. Yeah, I know, Jack. It's blank. Let's get me a page with Discover on it. Hey, it's Discover. Yeah, I know what it is, dude. Anyway, I'm going to still give you high marks today. You still have more wins than losses. I'm going to say right now you're 6-2. and two. You hit the buy at 6-2. and two. You're having a pretty good day. But, dude, you started off coming out of here like gangbusters, man. I thought you were going to win the Super Bowl. Anyway, anyway, I mean, for a minute, I thought that Merck and the fellas were a little nervous that you might go 17-0 up in here. That's how fast you started. And now Merck and the boys are popping bottles after you suffered your first defeat, the Discover defeat. Anyway, A&M, like, what are you doing? What are we doing up in here? Where are we going with this? No wonder coaches are so quick to say, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm not going anywhere. You'll pay a guy 76 mil not to work, but you want the next guy to come in and work, but he's going to be incentive-based. Oh, okay. That's fine. Just don't tell me that there are guys on your radar that ordinarily would have never been on your radar. Everybody would have been on your radar for that money. Willie Fritz, when we come back. 